Hello and welcome to episode four of the Power You podcast. I am Coach Dave, and with me as always, Coach Ken. Shaking Coach Ken. Good afternoon. We are very lucky today to have a special guest, uh, Mr. Lee Watts. He is the owner of World Athletica, a speed, strength, agility, flexibility training center. Uh, he works with uh, teenagers, college kids over the summer, post-collegiate athletes. Does a lot of uh, fantastic work. Super smart guy. Very happy to have him here. Lee, thanks again for being here. Welcome. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. Um, or good afternoon uh, to both of you. Like, so why don't you take a minute and uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Um, why don't you start history history as an athlete, how you got into uh, training, World Athletica, what you're doing, wherever, wherever you want to go with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. Um, I started, I guess, in athletics, you might call it that, early, like playing and in play, you know, wrestling with my uncles, wrestling with my uncles, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then um, like rubbing my head into the carpet and having to say uncle, because <laughs> 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 that's my earliest beginning there, and then um, fortunately, um, I don't want to say which one, one of them, um, you know, uh, allowed me space to learn how to get free of a headlock, you know, <laughs> which was, you know, uh, really gave me faith and that I could learn how to do things new. <laughs> but um, moving on, I continued um, in youth sports. Uh, first, I think, team organized sports was uh, baseball, uh, which was a great experience, learning experience for me. And then I continued from there in fourth fourth grade when I was 10 years old uh, in track and field. I started track and field experience. And uh, I'd say before then, actually, uh, before organized sports, it's playing in the backyard. Sure. Yeah. And I, I guess, had uh, developed or learned uh, ability to, to learn and be pretty quick. And so I got invited to play uh, with uh, the older kids, three or four years older than me. And uh, I didn't want to protect myself out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <It's tough laughs> yeah. And so I uh, continued through high school. And uh, I continued to do well in participating in the track and field. And also I played basketball. And I did well enough to, uh, to, to earn a scholarship. And I continued and went to Georgetown University, ran track there. And that was also uh, another great learning experience. And I was able to, by my senior year, uh, go to national championships, become All-American. And after that, I you know, got a great opportunity to work uh, at the, um, in a large, large company, large firm. Did that for a couple of years. And one of my uh, dreams was to uh, become an Olympian. And I went back into uh, uh, training and uh, got a chance to work with some you know, extraordinary uh, professional coaches as well as training some athletes. And as I was training with uh, those athletes, uh, people from the uh, you know, I guess world of finance who you know, friends, they would ask me, you know, they, they knew my involvement in the level of training. They would ask me, uh, how do I get in shape for this or that? And I, you know, Little apprehensive about telling them to do the workouts, <laughs> and you know, or telling them anything because you know I, I knew there's some risk involved, and so 
I got more and more questions like that, and I look into um, uh, you know what to tell them, and finally, um, it happened like a couple of you know, uh, back, I can back up a little bit. When I was at Georgetown, I had to for certain reasons, which we may not get into. I had to. I started studying about how to how to train better, um, and uh, my specialty was the joints, and one that wasn't there. They were very strong and never distance. And so uh, I wasn't performing as I expected. So I started really studying and researching at that point. And um, when I, uh, and, you know, I, and I did well uh, uh, with that process. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I came back to have uh, lunch with the coach. And uh, he asked me about uh, coaching. That was the first time that. Uh, I kind of thought about it seriously, and then so uh, uh, someone asked me another time. Actually, I did start. I did some coaching in California high school, and then um, finally, one of the people who uh, had asked me about um, what they should do for their fitness, and I started explaining, and he told me, "Gee, Lee, I've never seen you come alive like this. You're a lot more passionate about fitness than you are about finance." <laughs> <laughs> and that really, that really, uh, the third time really. Uh, I stayed with me, and um, I decided that uh, I wanted to make a transition into uh, uh, a place where I felt that I, I really should be as well. So while you were at, at Georgetown, you were on your own developing your own training program to improve your jumping, because <laughs> they were middle. You said in a middle distance school, you were you were a jumper, so you were going outside of what their program was, and yes, developing and I, new yeah, and that's, techniques and a program for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And that is that is actually uh, what happened. I uh, you know didn't know how to make it. I'm I'm very grateful. Georgetown um, was an awesome experience for me uh, in many ways. Uh, academically, uh, the student you know body exposure to people from all over the world, and the growth and direction I had from. Uh, the head coach and my uh, specialty coach, uh, so it was an awesome experience, and um, it the experience I had there really helped me be a better coach because I was overtrained, you know, <laughs> as a as a sprinter jumper, and so therefore I got a chance to experience and I know what overtraining is <laughs> firsthand, <laughs> and so so what happened was uh, I started to that I did I started. Um, I, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't stay with my my peers, um, which which were at a national level, my freshman and sophomore year, and I did you know when I, when I I figured it was either a program or it was me. I wasn't able to. It can be one or the other, and so I wanted to. You know, I found out. I did start researching, and I start talking, and I found out that they were doing what they were doing. You know, my peers at other schools. They were doing things different than what I was doing, so that's when I um, and, and the coaches did allow me the you know, freedom to to explore, um, which I think is a very important process for uh, human development. And I started exploring, and then I started researching. I didn't I didn't know what I was reading. Um, I was reading. I didn't know. If, I, I didn't have the background to really understand it, but I I got enough of it. And my performance improved significantly. Yeah. So. There was some 
So you're saying there's some overtraining. So some less is more was going on. I can certainly see, I know as a adults and people that I know that are sort of weekend warriors, it's, you know, overtraining is probably the, the biggest issue. Um, and then, and more recently, it seems like recovery and recovery techniques are sort of, um, sort of in vogue now. It's become, people understand them better, become more popular, uh, that, you know, the importance of sleep and nutrition. Uh, and I think a lot of that, we know we've seen a lot of that get lost, certainly on kids and in sports. Yes, right. yes. Um, and, you know, let me know, I don't want to jump, apart, jump ahead too far, but what you're, what you're touching on now, there's a, there's a difference um, with sports for, um, let's say, kids and adults. And um, can you, before, I, you know, before we maybe get into the differences. No, go for it. I, I like to think yeah, no, that, uh, no you know, when, and then so, <laughs> so, yeah, I just made it, I just, I just classified, I put, you know, in uh, classification of kids and adults, but you think about it, they're humans, we're humans at different stages, human beings, people, and it's very easy to, you know, classify or, you know, and that sounds funny, kind of materialize and say, okay, this is a kid, this is a teenager, this is an adult, but we're human beings, you know, so it's just at different stages, and so, um, what what at World Athletica and the way that uh, we think of uh, we, that's what we do we think of we're training human beings as opposed to you know this kid or this, or this teenager or this adult and so we look at where is the individual and their maturity and you know, what makes up a human being their physical and then you have uh, Mental, emotional, and then you have, um, as, as many people believe, spiritual. And when a when a person comes to an activity or a sport, they're bringing all of that. And when you're coaching somebody, you're whether you're dealing in the physical, they're using mental and, and maybe their their spiritual or spiritual approach. So we when we look at where where is the individual in their maturity in, in those areas. And people, when I say individual, people, kids, adults, uh, teenagers and adults, can be at different stages. And so you have some kids that may mature in some of those, some young people, when we look at the classification, some, some young, younger people, okay, who may actually mature in some areas and may be found, perform, better are ready to perform better in some areas than, than some grown kids <laughs> or older kids you know that's what I say or older people mm -hmm. and so um, so that's what we we kind of look at and so for classification if you put people like classifications um, we'll we'll um, really look at where the individual and their maturity and as far as uh, activity and act, activity and sports uh, Think of people as being in a uh, being uh, activity or sports for recreational purposes versus around teenage. And they're starting to look at they may or may not be. They're starting to look at college or even post college. They think of 
I call those career athletes because they're, they're going to do something that earns money, like a scholarship. And uh, the, the career may be four years you know, <laughs> as an athlete, but they're actually you know, earning spots and earning money. So that's how I kind of distinguish you know, um, and look at what an individual needs to do for recreational wellness versus if they're actually going to earn, earn money. Most of the kids we're dealing with are <laughs> non-career <laughs> athletes. They're recreational, and to your point of sort of the uh, stages of development um, as humans, uh, we certainly have dealt with kids that have very high uh, emotional IQ, and we've certainly interacted with um, humans further along the spectrum of age <laughs> development with a uh, complete lack of emotional IQ, emotions of uh, an eight-year-old, <laughs> fortunately. And that's just sort of one of the things that uh, is in is out there in, in youth sports and in mm -hmm. competition. Mm -hmm. um, but taking the approach of uh, seeing where somebody is and seeing what sort of their, their goals or needs are and building from there, mm -hmm. uh, that sort of underlines training philosophy of sorts at World Athletica? Yes, and if I can kind of, I know I threw a lot of stuff out there, if I can kind of tie that together is, um, what we see, you know, we're, we're primarily working with um, 13 and above, and then, you know, he's mentioned some collegiate students during the summer off-season, and then, you know, semi-professional professionals, right? And so when, when a student comes to us at, at 13, they come with different training, you know, and that has a lot to do with, mostly to do with their learned behavior. And, and with a teenager that, and, and youth who, you know, may or may not be going pro, we, we look at what is our, you know, as a coach, it's a, it's a, I, it's a great responsibility in the, in the formative uh, years of this, of this young person. And so they're going to, we, we hope that we can assist their parents with that development, and and as as a as a mature individual who uh, will go into the community and uh, contribute, you know, uh, be a contributing citizen to that community in in whatever way they, they may be a leader or they may um, assist, lead from behind, maybe 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 up front, and they're. You know, in their in their work, uh, no, no matter you know what it is, we hope we can assist them in being a professional. And so we think of we think of sport as a microcosm of life. And so whether they're a professional athlete or um, not, uh, and no matter what type of work they do, we, we hope that we can play a role in uh, helping the young people uh, develop and doing doing their. Um, work and balancing, creating balance in their life uh, so that they can uh, be professional you know, in their work or they can um, find a good balance for themselves and their, and their family. So I want to get back to it because I thought you said some things that are pretty interesting and I would love to get your comments on the differences today versus say 20 years ago, right? So when I was growing up, you know, we didn't have the knowledge of training. Mm -hmm. 
forget about speed, agility, strength. I mean, when we were in the in the camp of mm-hmm. you're not supposed to lift weights because it's going to make you slower. So I would love for you to comment on what do you see today, especially in the uh, in the younger groups, with their training program, good, bad, you know, stuff that seems to be working, stuff that's not working, etc. Um, that's a that's a that's a great question, and there's you know there's there's a lot of you know gathering information, research, and feedback. You find some different studies on you know, different generations, what some do better, and maybe not as well. And so um, in the younger generations, what, what you know, studies say and what we find has been seen you know, of the young people is that they, and it would be interesting to get your feedback, is that um, I think a lot of uh, the communications and social media and sharing that they share better than they information better than they work together better than that's you know than 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 we may have you know um, but at the same time I think we're in a more pluralistic society and there's more opportunity for distraction and we're seeing less focus in some areas and number of areas we're seeing uh, that the adolescent is coming I mean we've been doing this for a while well, as but some areas not as mature, and I think that um, so back in the day, you know, um, you know, being close, you know, similar to you know, age ages, that um, and I, I listened to some of your earlier podcasts, which I really enjoyed, is that we had, you know, this free play, you know, where it's a lot of people found it a limiting that today because of. Things that people, you know, because of maybe safety reasons, but you could just go out in the backyard, or you could, even if it was in the backyard, you could go in a field, and uh, you could, you know, you let your kids just go out and play, you know, and they go out and play, and they'd be back before dark, you know, they'll be back. You know, that was the thing, be back before dark, right? You know, if you if you're going over to somebody's house, then you better call. If you, if you change and you go to someone else's house, you better call them. You know, <laughs> where you are, and everything. But there was this. The free, you know, the free, the free play, and maybe we'll come back to that. I think that's, a, I think that's huge, because, you know, um, it, it requires communication, collaboration, and kids get to do it themselves. You know, it's like, okay, well, here's the rules we play by, you know, when we're in league, but now we're in the backyard, and they can actually develop their own congress and say, well, we're going to change the rules that fit us, you know, and they can agree upon that, they can negotiate and say, this is what we're going to do, this is a home run, or this is out of bounds like that, you know, so you get, you get this, as you guys mentioned in earlier podcasts, you get this interaction, you get this communication, you get this uh, negotiation about, you know, how we're going to do this, you get this ownership, and, the, and they get to do that because there's not an adult saying, you know, here's what you have to do, here's the rules that I mentioned, and they get to, they get to take ownership. Um, so that's just the, the free play. I think that I really liked it, and, and I learned more about power. You, uh, I really thought that was uh, great that you you recognize the importance of that and, 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 and incorporate that. But I, one of the things that uh, maybe we've gotten away from not skip around with that that I had in my experience is, and what you've seen, what we've seen is a lot of a lot of top athletes have come from the farm. Okay. And so, um, they they were required. Um, I, I didn't grow up on a farm, uh, but but 
my parents did. And so I got a lot of uh, activity that was similar in, in the yard work, raking leaves, you know. So having to do this, these, these chores or this yard work, and um, I think that people are really busy and put, they put their kids in you know, these organized sports, but take raking leaves, for example, okay? And it was, it was you know, an awful task. You know, you know, if you have some, you have some trees in your backyard. You're just shedding leaves and shedding leaves, right? And I, I, as a kid, I just say that not, 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 not like traumatic like that. But it was just, you know, you have, you have one piece of property. And it's like, okay, you gotta rake these leaves, like all of them, right? All of them. And so you start out, you start out, and 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 you get maybe one row across. And you look and you're like, oh, man. You, you know, I got one row. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like maybe one, depending on size yard, it doesn't matter. It's like maybe one thirtieth <laughs> the way you've done or one fiftieth or whatever. And, and you're like, and my, and my shoulder hurts. And my shoulder's tired. Right? And I'm one fifty and my shoulder's tired now. Right? And so you do another, maybe another row. You, you, well, so you come up with this. Like, you, you have the freedom uh, unless it depends, it depends on how the, what the parents' uh, activities. They, they they might give you the freedom to figure out how you do it yourself, right? They might tell you exactly, but these are formative. These are developing, maturing activities, you know. So maybe the freedom of how do you get this leaf project done? Like you go in rows, you go in squares, you know, and how you pile these up, right? But anyway, it's is a labor, and it's pretty safe labor. <laughs> You know, but you, you know, so you do it. And it's like, okay, my arm's getting tired, right? And I've only gone like two rows, and I have, you know, and if I look and I estimate, it, I have fifty rows to go. You know? <laughs> but my arm's tired. How am I going to finish this? Well, I got to. I have to change up now. I have to do something. I have to figure out a different way to do this because my arm's going to fall off. <laughs> you know, so I have to take a break, or maybe I have to use a different system, or maybe I switch sides. I try to. I try, I use my left side and my left, right side, or I stop using my shoulder as much and I start, you know, using my core more. Or you figure out, they get a chance to figure out their work. So I think from, from that farm work or that yard work, the, the kid, the, the young person is able to, if they're given the opportunity, they're able to explore, they're actually able to learn different ways to, to move, they're able to, um, understand, okay, well, wait a minute, I did this for a little bit, I took a break, and you, you, they go back and they look and they say, oh, wait, a quarter, a big part of the yard is clear, like a quarter of the yard is clear, like, and you never thought you were going to get there, but it's through the consistency, through the big thing, I, I had success through consistency, and I, I that's it. It's, it's the whole yard's not done, but a quarter is like you've made progress. That that youth is, and and they've had success, and now they're inspired to do another quarter, and they're halfway done, and do another, and they, they finish the whole project. And so that's, you know, that is you know the value of application and exploring. I think that some of that. Uh, you'll get that in free play or free activity or free chores where there's not a room you let them figure it out 
they're just learning from actually in a different way than academics and exploring and application. No, that's great stuff. Yeah, no, we're, I think we're, we're in line uh, with that exactly. Yeah, giving the kids free play and responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, not only are they going to learn to improve their movements, hopefully, but there are a lot of intangible benefits to responsibility uh, and their growth and development uh, as a person by getting through those things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's vital. Um, so in shift gears a little bit, um, process evaluation when kids come in, how, how do you um, look at you know, a 13, 14 year old uh, and decide you know, where to start with them? If their goal is just you know, be a better athlete. Um, well, you know, I think it's, well, we, we have an, we do have a, a movement assessment process, but one of those things we look at is, you know, why are they here? You know, and are they here because their parent dragged them here? <laughs> and, you know, do they, do they want to be here? Do they, do they want to improve? Um, and you know why they want to improve, and so, I mean, you know, is it, you know, do, uh, what what's their intention, you know, and do do are they, do, are they, do they really uh, intend to in, improve their performance, you know, or do they, and and, and that can be fine, maybe you know. Maybe they're not interested or their intention is maybe not actually um, directly uh, um, improving in the sport, but maybe they want to, you know, it's a whole nother subject, and so maybe they want to improve their social status, you know, and, 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 and what have you. So we, one of the things we look at is what's their intrinsic, you know, interest? Um, what's, their, what's motivating them? Is it um, doing, you know, uh, intrinsic interests or is it more uh, external? We're trying to figure out um, where where they are and um, what they're going to give out. That's that's at the very beginning. You know, what what can we provide them in the program? And as far as uh, you know, then we then we go on to um, you know how we're going to move forward, and then um, we we look at how they're moving. We, we, do a movement assessment of how they're moving, and um, their ranges of motion, and, and how they achieve achieve those movement tasks. You know. Do most of the, the people that you work with are they um, more interested in just the the global aspect of increasing their athleticism, or is it more specific sport? Um, you know, targeted. That's. Yeah, those are, those are great questions. Um, by, you know, by the age that we start working with them, they're looking to improve in specific sports. They're, they're already been involved in activities. And, you know, some of the um, teenagers, uh, older teenagers, maybe they had injuries. And so, um, so they're they're not improving. They're they're on the bench, and so they've they've gotten to a point that you know that, that injury can happen different ways. 
you know, if it's, you know, obviously if it's, you know, football, you get hit. That's uncontrollable. There's no, you know, or in soccer or something, they're reacting to somebody. But if it's something, you know, they actually do to themselves, which sounds kind of harsh, but it's the reality of the strain. Right? By that time, they're trying to do puberty. They, they have muscles to strain. <laughs> so they strain a muscle. Or um, they're chasing a soccer ball and at the sideline, and they stop and try to change directions, and they tear in a tail or something like that. And so then the reality is, wait a minute, I, I got injured, and how did this happen? And so there, there, there was an absence of, um, of control of their uh, their movement that resulted in that injury, and, or, or and an, maybe an absence in their training. So, but now we have to address that because I'm on the bench, and even when I go back out and play, I don't want that to happen again. So they're facing these things. Um, so, but but they're generally in specific. Uh, they're, they're generally channeled into um, specific sport, but we find we find people who are involved are involved in multiple sports, you know, not just one, and it takes place as well. So if if a parent were to come with, uh, say, if it's uh, younger kids, if power you, right, one of our, our goals is to increase mm-hmm. athleticism mm-hmm. Uh, as defined by strength, speed, agility, mm-hmm. um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, what would be some advice that you would give to mom and dad for a 12-year-old child of theirs to... Uh, a program that would increase their athleticism. I think uh, uh, you know. I, I, I like the way Tim G just um, communicates that because you know a lot of people. I think maybe you know where what you're bringing up with the topic is is that in order to be good and you know a lot of people don't realize, but in order to be a good baseball player, basketball player, track and field athlete, hockey. Um, there's some other things, ping pong, badminton, you know, volleyball, you know, golf, golf. You have to, in order to excel to other areas, you have to be a good athlete. You know, you, you can't skip that part, you know. And so that's that's what I love when, when Dave and you tell me about um, how are you, is that that part is, you know, from youth athletics, From little league, even from from little league, uh, a lot becoming a better athlete. It happens in little league. It happens in high school, and then so you you can have a collegiate athlete, and you can have a post collegiate athlete that has missed some development of their athleticism, unbelievably. Okay, and so because even in little league, you you have some time period, and and, and especially in high school. Number states they don't they require they, they have to require two weeks of practice they have to and it, it's you know think about it, they have to require that so teams some teams and coaches won't even have two weeks of practice if the state didn't require it right <laughs> but so 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 it goes it goes right into you know even the professionals have spring you know training or spring camp some time to develop more time than two weeks to develop before they're into competition games. You know, so what happens with the youth and even at a high school level is they're they're thrown into a league 
in competition and competition after competition and competition, um, like professionals, you know, and, and they may have a 80% competing, you go through the whole season, it may be 90% competing, 10% development for, for youth in high school, then it should be, you know, more like 60, 70% development and 30% competition. So, so develop, I'd say that's, so, so what I understand about Power U is that you're, you're going to provide a balance in, in where, where people can develop this, this, this their general athletic uh, abilities, which is going to, no matter what sport they're in, it's going to allow them to uh, appreciate and enjoy, perform better and enjoy, enjoy that, that sport. Well, it's not general. Maybe it's a general. I thought you were going to say that because your son kids up for ballet. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be ballet. <laughs> I'd like to get my son in ballet because I, I can mm -hmm. see it, the benefits for her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's a hard sell. <laughs> no, my, my, my sixth grade PE teacher told me that, you know, you, Lee, you should take ballet. You know? And I was like, no way. You know, I'm not going to be the only guy in there. And, you know, there was no reason why I came, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know I didn't have to wear these class and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know and then, uh, anyway, but those, yeah, in, 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 in ballet, in, in, you know, there are some activities that, depending on the instructor, where if you have, if you have a good instructor, that in order, to, in order to perform that activity, you you have to learn the basics and fundamentals. And it's the same for every 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 sport, right? And then I was, you know, when I went to the little league, I was um it's kind of funny story. When I when I started little league baseball, okay. Um one of the best pitchers, and this is in little league, right? It's just some of the things just not fair, right? I had to face one of the best pitchers who's who he, he went on to be a scholar athlete at the University of Missouri. And I'm facing, you know, we're facing a scholar athlete. That's six, seven years old. He's, you know, this guy's going to be a scholar athlete. He's, he's winging the ball across the plate, right? And I was never, you know, the instruction I received on, I, I was never, I, looking back, I was never taught how to swing the ball. You know? You know, the instruction I had was watch the, you know, watch the ball hit the bat. And I didn't know, I thought that that was just theory for me. You know, I didn't know you could actually do that. And so when I got out, <laughs> you know, I was like, it was, it was the structure I was given, but, you know, I'd never done that. I, didn't, I, I, yeah, I, I skipped T-ball, you know, and that was probably was important, probably even important in my baseball development, you know. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I never, I didn't do it. And it was just whiff, whiff, strike, 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 strike. And then... They're like, watch the ball hit the bat. And then and I finally I did it. I mean, I actually watched it come all the way towards the bat, and I hit it. And that, you know, that, and so I went home that day with, I was, I, I was, I had great success. Hit the ball, right? I don't know if we won or lost, but I think that's, you know, when working, that's on a, on a side tab, working with the kids is that, is that understanding that they're very, very young people in their development. And, 
success, maybe it's not a goal that is a big W winning the game, you know, but success to a kid can be, you know, just making contact with the ball. It doesn't matter even where it goes, it can go foul, <laughs> it can go, but it's like, I actually made contact. Um, back to, back to um, the, developing the young individual is, it's important that they uh, have fun, which you guys they recognize emphasizing the program, so they enjoy the activity. But missing the ball, striking out all the time, you know, eventually that's not fun <laughs> anymore, right? So there has to be a balance of, I think, in, in what you guys are, are doing in the Power U, um, of structure. You know, that's what impressed me about, you know, uh, Dave when we, we talked a little about that, and you're like, he, he knows the technique, you know, of, of swinging, swing, like, it seems like, it's the same, oh, you just swing a bat, like you just, you know, you just swing it, but there's, there's technique to it, you know, that allows you to do it better and actually have a higher chance of have, making contact with the ball. So, if, if, so having a balance of, and so learning, learning some of that, it's not as fun, but you can't, have success and have more fun later if you don't have, you know, the structured portion, and then, then you know, then have some, and then go, then you can actually really enjoy the play, you know. And so, and it, and there's kind of an assumption that that some of these basic movements like swinging. So that's what for the youth swinging. You know, how do I swing an object better? You know, I'm putting. When you're swinging, you have this force. I mean, when you actually, you know, hit a ball, a baseball, there's there's this sensation. I mean, you have you have this force that goes back through your body, and that can be like a great sensation. And so, so how do you learn to engage that, or um, or maybe it's not a good experience for somebody, you know, when they hit something. So some things are taken for granted, like running, you know, striking the plate into the ground, like that's an easy thing to do, and it's actually not. Um, so we have this, we have structure, which allows the youth to enjoy play, play better. Yeah, I think all all coaches uh, sort of go back and forth and try to find that balance of mm-hmm. they want it to be fun, mm-hmm. uh, but just free play all the time. Mm-hmm. It leads to getting going on the court and getting beat fifty six to two. Mm-hmm. Not that fun, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you start to incorporate things that uh, are work and are the kids have to focus and put the time into it to improve mm-hmm. uh, and not make it feel like they're being forced to do something. I think mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. communication to convey uh, what the goals are and mm-hmm. you know, clearly state your purpose. And you know, we talk about all the time what makes a good coach uh, and communication is always very high in that mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think um, it was really interesting what you said about the, the feeling they have of mm-hmm. contacting the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are working with uh, younger younger athletes uh, and trying to get a sense of body awareness, uh, I think a lot of the kids, if you said, "Okay, you know, contract, you know, contract your glutes, mm-hmm. you know, or open your hip, hinge your hips, or pack your shoulder, or something," mm-hmm. that's foreign language to them. Right. Uh, so, how do you sort of start start to sort of convey those things to kids? Are there techniques you just have them do certain things and well, the, the, you know, I, I think you hit right on it, Dave. The the communication, 
and you know what part of, so we mentioned those things that make up a human being okay the physical um the, the mental or emotional and then spiritual uh how the, how you know or so mental uh, intellectual okay so one of, one of the big things uh intellectual maturity is understanding abstract um And so, as you just mentioned, if you were to communicate or give instruction a certain way, um, let me back up. So, if someone has experience with a technique, method, or approach, it's it's real to them. It's 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 no longer theory or abstract. If someone doesn't have experience, then they can hear it, and it might sound logical. It might sound intuitive but it's it's theory to them they don't have actually real experience and so how you communicate that to them as a as a coach is it can be can really can be the difference of whether that athlete engages with you know what, no matter what age they are from six to sixty uh, what how they their willingness to engage are that Activity or try it, or um, so 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 communicating in a way. One thing that we, we do is is um, we we'll, we'll explain something, ask ask if the individual can describe it themselves, and we might use certain terms, and so we'll ask if they can you know put it in their own words, and it's really individualizing the program. Well, as much as we can for that, you know, we, we generally work with smaller groups, which makes it easier to do that. But as much as you can uh, do that, let explain something. We might say, you know, use a, use a certain term, and we ask the athlete if there's something that they rather use. Once we understand, they understand that concept we're supposed to do that resonates a term that they rather use that resonates with them better which um, makes it more concrete. So the communication is really, uh, that's key, mm -hmm. as, you, as, you, as you just mentioned. By letting the athletes sort of name that thing themselves that means something to them. Yeah, and then they take ownership. It becomes, you know, they, they associate it, they now are more familiar, they can kind of, it's not as abstract, or they can, they have a label, a way of conceiving that, that new theory that's in the society. Um, let's talk about weight training. <laughs> I know you're not, you know, you're not looking for a specific age, but generally, what, what are the things you look for when you're, you know, 13 year olds coming in, when you decide um, whether or not they are physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be, ready to start uh, a weight program? The, um, well, when we think of, you know, when we use the term weight training, you know, the, you know, for most people, what comes to mind are maybe forty-five pound Olympic weight, you know, <laughs> or some dumbbells, you know, we, you know, these 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 weights, and you know, what you want to look at is is especially for sport is what what is that what are the requirements of that sport, so, you know, especially if they're training for a specific sport at that time, what are the you know what are the movement requirements 
uh, what are the um, physical requirements as far as like stamina, endurance, strength, speed, uh, agility, which is the ability to change direction. And so um, as far as, so you think of weight training as, uh, you can use weights, but what we're really, another term uh, which I like using is resistance, resistance training. And so um, resistance is how is someone able to resist the forces of the body weight and gravity as they change direction, you know, chasing their soccer ball to the sideline or as they're running, you know, as they get caught between, you know, they're trying to steal a base and it doesn't work, they gotta change, they get caught between, you know, um, first and second base, they run back and forth, they try to they have to change direction, you know, very rapidly. So, uh, so there's, there's, when you think of it that way, there's a lot of options as far as building that resistance. And so, we'll, first we look at what is the, what's the person's history, well, where are they in their um, physical maturity? You know, what are their, bone, like, what are they, what are they, what are they working with? You know, you know, so first, first thing is like, where are they at in puberty? You know, have they gone through puberty? Do they, do they have muscles that can actually hold tension? You know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and create, you know, transfer force or create, you know, motion very well. If they don't, then, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just not going to have, uh, oh, you know, you have to be careful of what you ask of them to do, you know. And so what are they, so really look at their background. What is what is their back? And that, that's that's you know what is their background? What actually what do they have in their background as far as physical activity? That's the, that's the number one thing, and then and then from there, you know, uh, you can kind of develop a, a, a you know you can assess gather information assess you can kind of develop an, a, an individual program uh, for that for that person as far as um, you know uh, are they ready to engage in you know, heavy resistance training, you know, do they, you know, or should you, could you not do that? Um, should you still focus in, uh, which, should you primarily focus in um, the, the neurological system and coordination, you know, which you can, which you can um, and then, you know, what is the person willing to engage in, you know, resistance training, they like, you know, the, the youth, like, they're, they're willing to do different things depending on individual and you know they may have been exposed to, to different forms of resistance training already and so it's, it's really what the individual is ready to, to do ready to, learn. to that end talk about nutrition with kids the um, uh, youth yeah are grown kids no, no, I know. It's, you know, mom and dad are running around or get them to one organized activity after the organized activity. Right. There's not enough time to, right, make a, a meat, a, right, a vegetable, right, a carb. So talk about nutrition, if you don't mind, for a few minutes as to when you're running these kids around. And Well, that's, um, so let me back up because Dave hit on something. 
Well, it hit on a lot of things. Like when we talked about stuff about training, we talked about recovery. Okay, and so we nutrition as it relates to sports is there are chemicals that you need to as fuel to be able to um, practice well. It affects not just your physical body, but your ability to to think and react. So you, you need nutrition to be able to practice well. To perform well in the game, you have to practice. If you don't practice well, you're not going to perform well in the game. Right? So you need nutrition to uh, after that practice. You need you know actually during and. Well, depending on the type of practice and the length of the practice, but you can actually start the recovery. You know, there's there's in this you know there's actually in practice fueling, and so if you you the recovery process can start immediately after the practice is over, or even right before the, the, the practice is ending, if the nutrients are there. So I mentioned that. So those those. You know, uh, the importance of the nutrients is, is so that you have fuel gas to go on for the practice and that you can actually recover from the practice. Now, Dave, you mentioned recovery. Um, to recover from the practice, we have to step back and say, why are we practicing? Why are we exercising? Okay. Well, a lot of people like exercising exercising itself can be therapeutic you enjoy it because you can escape you get to um, be outside or you know we get, we get to have our own time if it's a particular exercise it can be therapeutic but from a sports perspective the practice is to get better is to perform better and so if you if you don't recover re recovery if you don't adapt so the most important part of practice is for sport is to provide a stimulation to the mind and body that the person adapts to and, and to, a, to a new level of performance and if the nutrition and sleep aren't there then you don't adapt or you don't adapt as well. And so you, you, you don't actually achieve at all in some cases, especially if it leads to injury, or you don't achieve as well what you're actually practicing for. Yeah, no, I think the, the proper nutrition is gonna be vital in, uh, you say, practice or the stress of the body, plus that recovery is gonna equal the improvement. Right. To equal the correct adaptation, right. and I think sleep and nutrition are probably the two yeah, the main components of that recovery phase, right. uh, prior to any positive improvements or adaptations going on. Yeah, and and as far as more specific, I know I should kind of some things kind of general because we could go like into a lot of detail. And and parents and youth should do that themselves. They should explore like how can I perform better, right? Specific nutrition, you mentioned you know, carbohydrates, protein, you mentioned these macronutrients. Well, those break down into micronutrients. And all you simply have to do is to go 
look and read about vitamins and minerals and what they do. And then if you haven't done that as a as an athlete or as a parent, all you do is, is to start Googling vitamins and minerals. And then start reading what you know vitamin Ds do and vitamin Ds and these different things do. And then if you haven't done that, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, my my kid has to have this. Okay. Or or maybe I got to make sure I'm you know providing this better somehow for my kids so they have to have these abilities. Just for, you know, as you mentioned, uh, just for, when they, if they don't, then they're susceptible to injury and their, their immune system is susceptible to getting uh, um, illness. Yeah, no, I think uh, having that knowledge to begin with is a, uh, usually an inspiration. You look at that and you go, oh, wow. Yeah. This is what these things do? Yes. I got to start changing mm -hmm. what my kid eats. They have these things mm -hmm. in the body and mm -hmm. running on uh, some quality stuff instead of you know, the junk I was giving them. Uh, so, World Athletica, you guys do some clinics? You do speed jumping clinics? Yes, yes, we do. Tell us about those. Um, we do. And I am the pitch guy. Let's hear. <laughs> what... um, as far as the. Yeah, we actually. They're, the clinics are are educational through through information and actually experience trying different things, and so it's a great opportunity and and to come out and um, learn learn some biomechanics, get some individual attention that um, it's not, it's difficult to get if you're on a you know, a, a track and field team or, you know, a large team or cross country team. And uh, uh, it's just, it, it's not efficient. It may not be efficient to get individual attention. So we come out to the clinics and we, they're generally at a size where um, they're, you're, you're able to get assessment, individual uh, assessment and feedback. And actually in that, in that clinic, you're actually able to learn how to, how to move better. And so we, we, you know, this the scheduling, um, you know, we do a speed clinic uh, uh, once or twice during the summer. So for the uh, junior high and high school students, it's that ends up being their their off season, depending on the timing of the clinic and what's happening in their sport. You know, like their football, some of the fall sports that they're starting in August and August. So we we, we tend to schedule those so it's convenient and. That's, you know, that, those are the clinics we open up. We open up to uh, uh, the public, and we provide that uh, education and, and learning opportunity. How to how to perform these uh, clinics. These are just high school athletes or collegiate athletes. This is just anybody who wants to sign up. So-called <laughs> masters <laughs> athletes are. Uh, well, no, that, no, no. The interesting thing is that we we you know we actually you know we. Um, we, we try to keep it, you know, uh, for age groups. So we actually will have a clinic for, um, I mentioned earlier, we have like career athletes and then you have recreational athletes. We have a number of recreational athletes, that, you know, masters who, who they want professional, they want to train like a pro. And they want to, they also, they want to know how to perform better. So uh, we get enough of, 
those um, serious uh, uh, so-called recreational but very competitive um, uh, adults, which some might be in the room, <laughs> I have one individual in the room right now, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> then, then you know, we'll, we'll hold a session and hold a clinic for them as well. So it's so all ages. Um, the, you know, what we, what we look at, we, you know, we'll work with what may, what we'll call youth is someone who hasn't hit puberty, puberty yet. And they're usually, with the age of puberty, we start calling them teens. They're actually between youth and, at least being a legal adult, <laughs> you know, and, and moving closer to being a legal adult. But so we'll work with youth if they're, um, if they're if they're ready to focus in and improve, you know, if they if they have that, uh, if they're mature enough to actually attend. Now they want to really work with, work with youth as well. Cool. And so, if people want to find out more information about uh, the clinics or about World Athletica, it's WorldAthletica.com is the yes. website. Yes, it is. All right. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, well, thank you, Wade, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Very educational. Uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Uh, Dan, info for Power U, how are they getting in touch with us? Yeah, so uh, likewise, Lee, thanks for coming in. Uh, for those of you that uh, want to go to the website, please do so. Uh, www.poweryoukids.com is the website. Any questions or suggestions, you can email us at info at poweryoukids.com. Lee, thanks for coming in. All right. Thank you, Dave and Kim. Uh, my pleasure. It's an honor. Uh, Really fun speaking to you today. Thanks.